This is Susanna McMonagall, and you're listening to the 5 to 8 Shift Podcast. We are so glad that you decided to check us out. The 5 to 8 Shift Podcast exists to encourage, educate, and inspire parents throughout their own parenthood and family life adventure. We know parenting can be tough. I am not trying to sugarcoat it. But few worthwhile things in life come without some sweat and some hard work. And family life is worth every ounce of effort. We're building a community of parents to remind you that you're not alone and we are thrilled that you're here. Each month we highlight stories from our parent community and share the latest research and tips to help families thrive. If you like what you hear today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I believe family is one of life's greatest adventures, and I am so excited to chat with you today. I look forward to cheering you on in your own five to eight shift. It's the most important shift of the day. Hi guys, it's your host, Susanna. Happy December. I hope you guys are getting into the holiday spirit and getting ready for Christmas. We know 2020 is going to look a little different this year, but just because it's different doesn't mean we can't make it wonderful and great and exciting and fun, especially uh, for the people in our house and our little people and our spouses. And so you're probably wondering why I have an episode coming out on um, the third. That's not a seven, Susanna. Your episodes always come out in the sevens. Well, that's because I had the opportunity to speak with Allison and Lisa, who are the creators of The Giving Manger. And so this is a Christmas product. This is an amazing Christmas product for families. And I uh, had it last year. We have it out again this year. And it's a super great product. It's a really tangible way for you and your kids to get into the Christmas spirit and to put the focus where it belongs, which is on Jesus. He is the reason for the season. I have a sign in my house that says that. And so um, that's something I take very seriously and intentionally to make sure that my kids have a lot of fun with Santa and the elf, but that they also know that Christmas is about Jesus. And so with that, I am sort of bumping this episode up so that if you are interested in getting a giving manger for your family, you can grab it this week. It will ship out quickly. It will get to you next week and you won't be sorry. It's a fabulous product. And you know, I love Christmas. I love spending Christmas with my family. I like Christmas with the kids. I like um, Elf on the Shelf and, um, you know, our, our cards from Crew & Co., which was the last episode, episode number seven. But really these two episodes, episode number seven with Courtney Kastner and then episode number eight today with um, Lisa and Allison, who founded The Giving Manger, are just some really special sort of extra episodes that I wanted to share with families as you start to prepare for the Christmas season. So that's it. We're going to drop right into this conversation I had with Lisa and Allison. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, um, Lisa and Allison, welcome to the 5 to 8 Shift podcast. We're so glad to be here. Awesome. I am so glad to have you. Um, And I know our audience is going to be so thrilled to learn about both of you and your business. And I can see, I know we'll be on audio, but I can see some stockings behind one of you. So uh, we are getting into the Christmas season, which is so exciting. So why don't you guys start, um, whichever one of you wants to go first, and just kind of give us uh, the five-minute intro, who you are, and um, a little bit about your family. Awesome. I'll start. I'm Allison and I live in Southern California with my five kiddos and Lisa is my sister, um, which is such a wonderful blessing and joy in my life to be able to do this with her. 
but we've been doing the giving manger now for about five years and it's been so fun to see it grow from just something we did with our own little families into something that people are using all across the country now to really shift the focus of Christmas. So we love, love, love what we do. Oh, that is amazing. What about you, Lisa? Hi, Lisa. I live in Austin, Texas, and I have a sweet little 13-year-old boy about to be 14, just one. Awesome. So our lives are the funny polar opposite for Allison and I, but I love being the favorite auntie, that's for sure. Go. I get all my girl time with her girls. And, okay. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, no, we, uh, Allison and I really... Just, we've worked, we ended up working together for our dad when we were young and it's so funny how it all evolved into this and, and funny how it all played out and we ended up here. So we're really grateful to talk to you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Where did you guys grow up? We grew up in Salt Lake City. Um, we both have been gone for a long time. I've been gone for, I think, 14 years. Lisa, how long have you been gone for? Oh, gosh, I don't even know, to be honest with you. And I'm the lucky one. Our parents moved to Austin, Texas and live here with me. Oh, okay. I was just about to ask that. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, we just see each other as much as we can. And I luckily, even though it's a far drive, I make it to Texas quite often. So you awesome. do. there. That's awesome. Allison, how old are your kids? Oh, my oldest is 15 and my youngest is seven. Okay. So we kind of, and I have four girls and one boy, which is very exciting for him. Okay. Um, but it's, there's a lot of estrogen around here. So he loves to spend as much time as he can with his dad just to like get some man time. But we love having that one boy. Yeah. Awesome. So Noah, Lisa's son is like my sixth child, we say. He just fits right into the mix and they're such great fun cousins. I love it. Cousins are the best, aren't they? They They really are. are. It's awesome. It's awesome. Okay. What's it like sort of launching this business, raising your families at the same time? Um, You know, it's funny. I'm on your email list and, you know, it's like all of a sudden mid-October, we're gearing up. So I'm sure this is like pretty much a busy time for you guys. Um, So give me a little bit about finding balance and sort of um, building your business and shepherding your family at the same time. When we started this business, it Actually, I mean, it was a really like kind of a tumultuous time in our life because Allison had five tiny kids and I had recently been diagnosed with MS. And so it was, uh, I mean, it was, we were in this situation where, you know, after doing this with our families and giving them as gifts to other families where people were just asking and asking and asking, and we kind of looked at each other and we, we said, I think... I think we just created a product and I think, I think, cause we, you couldn't find anything like it. No, no. It was beautiful that could capture like what we wanted to capture. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, the balance of it <laughs> from the beginning has been a challenge. And she and I really looked at each other and we weren't even sure if we really, we had to go back and forth a lot of like, are we ready for this? Are we, <laughs> you know, are we, you know, can we do this? Um, but I think having each other as like, you know, knowing that like if I'm having a bad day or if she has to take care of her kids, like we really felt like we could push through all yeah. of the times when we were trying to create this product. Very cool. Allison, what about you? 
Yeah. So the balance was the trickiest part for us. And like, <laughs> like Lisa mentioned, we kind of like hesitated. We're like, okay, we've got a lot going on. Our families are our number one priority, but we both kind of felt like we couldn't get the idea out of our mind. Like it was, it was supposed to be shared. It made such an impact on our family's Christmas, like literally changed it that we knew there were families out there like us that wanted the same thing. So we just kind of felt like we were receiving kind of this guidance that we were supposed to share this. So we couldn't ignore it. And um, the amazing thing was, is I just remember talking to my husband and some friends, like, I don't know, how am I going to find time to write a book? Like my youngest was two at the time. And, and, and then I had four others and it was wild. And like Lisa mentioned, she was dealing with all sorts of things in her own personal life. So I just, you know, took a lot of prayer and a lot of help and like writing the book that happened at four o'clock in the morning. It was the Mm. only time in my entire day where I could sit down uninterrupted because at nighttime, I can't do that. I don't know about most moms, but I'm like, I am 100% with you. (laughs) 4 a.m. is way more productive than like 9.30 even. (laughs) Right? So that was the only way. It was the only way I could do it. And so luckily it was, it worked and I got a lot of help and I got a lot of prayer to be able to get that book written in a really quick, it was nice because it came easily, the like story and the words. And I just felt really blessed that it just kind of came out. But all through it, we've always said our family comes first. So we've only grown it in the way that we can based on our personal lives and our families. But the support nationwide has been amazing. Like just the people that want to share and talk about it. We just feel so grateful because we feel like it's been everybody out there that's really grown this brand for us. So it's so cool. And something that Lisa just said, and, um, you know, like you guys paused and, and, and you said, like, are we ready to do this? Like, we have this idea. We think people and I think God works like that. Like, I think, you know, are we ever really ready for God's plan? You know, I feel like he <laughs> is. Um, no, nope, you're going to get ready. And I have this great thing in store for you. If you just like show up where you're supposed to show up and be who I'm calling you to be, despite, you know, obviously it sounds like you guys had a lot going on, but I'm sure, um, you're glad you did it. Right. Definitely. I mean, it has been a wild ride, but it has been such a labor of love. I just, it's funny. Like we, we receive messages from people and, you know, cause obviously it's, kind of a different, it's different when all of your customers are online. And so we connect through social media and we connect through email and and phone calls and things like that. But we receive these messages sometimes from people that literally just bring you to tears that just explain to you how much it's changed their home. And you, I mean, it's like, you almost forget when you're in the thick of it sometimes, right? When we're all like in the grind and the parenthood's the same way. It's like, you're in the grind and you're getting dinner ready and you're getting, you know, for us, and then I'm, I'm doing all the parenting stuff and I'm doing like all marketing and social media, all these things. And it's like, you, you can lose your joy a little bit in it. And it's like, it just takes like that one kind message from someone that you just go, Oh my gosh, like this is so worth it. Like, I feel like I'm doing something that is like meaningful and like fulfilling my purpose, you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. That's so cool. Okay. So let's get to the giving manger, which is, and I know you guys have a couple other things on your website too, which is super exciting. Um, but give us the backstory about how this product and the book, and then, and I love the way it's packaged. I mean, it's just like the cutest little thing, the whole thing. So give us the backstory on how it came to be. Well, thank you for your kind words about it. It was a labor of love, every little detail down to the packaging, every, every part of the design, but 
it all really started with our families. Our kids were younger and their list just kept getting longer. And Christmas was just about what they wanted to get for Christmas. And that's fun and fine, but we're like, that's not what we want Christmas to be focused on only in our home. And they, so we just kind of remembered back to, we had a childhood friend who in their home, she was a neighbor. They had a little wooden manger. And I remember asking her, I'm like, what do you do with that? And she's like, oh, we put a piece of straw in each time someone does something nice. And I'm like, well, do you put a baby Jesus in at the end? She goes, no. And then I never thought about it again. So I was probably <laughs> seven years old when this happened. Oh my fast gosh. Forward, <laughs> yeah. Fast forward to Lisa and I thinking about like talking about, this is just a bummer. Like, how do we help our kids? And that memory popped into my mind. So I'm like, talk to my husband about it. I'm like, can you go make a manger for our family? And it kind oh, of started. Awesome. And he just, luckily he had some woodworking tools and cause you can't find them online. There was literally no other than a full size giant manger. There was no manger. So he made one. And then from there, we kind of made them for neighbors as gifts because that first year it completely changed our Christmas. So each time somebody does a kind deed or active service for anybody else. It can be the smallest thing, like putting your brother's shoes away. Yeah. You put a piece of straw in the manger. So you work together all Christmas season to fill it. And then on Christmas day, I wanted there to be a baby Jesus. I wanted it to be the moment of now look, we filled it. We created this soft bed of kind deeds for him. So that was when it kind of became full circle for us was that moment uh -huh. of putting that baby in the manger. So after that, like I said, we gave them to friends and they loved it so much. And we knew there were more people in the world that wanted the same thing as oh, us. Yeah. Just to, right? Shift Christmas back to what it's really all about. So that was when Lisa and I really came together and said, let's do this. Lisa made the first manger that is what the giving manger is now in her garage with her two hands, which That's is awesome. so awesome. I sculpted the baby. I wrote the book, like we just kind of did it all on our own and design was really important to us because yes. people use it in their homes. Like we want this to be the centerpiece of your Christmas. So we wanted it to be timeless and simple and classic. So we just have loved every minute of designing and creating. That was the best part. And it, it, it's, it's so cool. It's kind of like, it's, I feel like it's like traditional meets modern, you know, modern these days is a little more simplistic yeah. and, um, you know, and I, and one of the things, okay, so my, my sister told me about this, about this time last year. So we had a giving manger last year and what I loved about it, it was that it was like tangible, right? So like we, we do elf on the shelf and we think it's so fun, you know, but he's like a guy you can look at, you know? And so when we had the manger that we could look at, it was such a cool way to incorporate you know, getting away a little bit from Santa. My kids are two and five. So we are in Santa territory. <laughs> You're deep in it. <laughs> yes, we are real deep. We need to, we need to come on out. <laughs> so, and, and this was, honestly, this was exactly what I was looking for last year. So, you know, thinking about like, what is a tangible way my kids can see that they can, you know, actually touch the hay and put it in. And my sister sent me this and I bought it and it was so great. And I cannot wait to break it out again. Um, it is just, it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, so how did you go from having this, this gift that you give to your friends to now, you know, you guys are, you know, you can find the giving manger all over the place. I feel like it must get bigger and bigger every year. Like, like I, this is like my shark tank question. How did you grow the business? You know, how did you actually make that happen? 
Well, we are very lucky to come from a family full of entrepreneurs. So I think we were fortunate in that where we had all these people that surrounded us that were successful in all these other ideas. Um, we decided in the beginning that we weren't sure how well it would be received. Okay. Um, you know, it's a, it's a religious pro product. Yeah. It was a baby Jesus. So yeah. we had, you know, we didn't know quite what the market would be. So we decided to do a Kickstarter campaign. Okay. And so for people who aren't familiar with Kickstarter, you basically kind of put together a promotional video and put your idea out there so that people have the ability to pre-order it and be the first to receive it. So um, we, I think we were fully, we set a goal for ourselves and we had fully achieved that goal within, I think it was two days. Oh that all God. the pre-orders that it was so basically you're putting your basic production you're saying this is the minimum order to get this produced and um we yeah we were able to double it which was so exciting and like i said it all happened in a couple of days and that really was the aha moment for us where we were like buckle up <laughs> because this is happening so and that was truly just through friends family and friends and family talking to friends and family. It wasn't any, I mean, that was the marketing that we did. So um, we, from there, we just continued to try to grow the business, you know, the best way that we could in like the healthiest way that we could. And we sold out year after year, but we, you know, it was all that we could afford to produce. So yeah. we would just produce as much as we could and do as much as we could. Um, and then um, last year we were um, really fortunate to, have an opportunity to work with Hachette um, Publishing and their small division is Worthy Kids. Yes. Um, and they wanted to work with us exclusively to distribute The Giving Manger. And they're just an incredible, incredible group of people. And Allison and I really kind of were at that point where just like you said, the balance of your family. I mean, it was we were we were ready to let somebody else take a little bit more of those reins for us so that we could sit back and develop more products and more things and kind of shift our focus into other areas so that has been just such an incredible experience um and i feel like we have a little bit more balance in our lives than we did in years previous because as you know, a business can take on a life of its own. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it becomes like your other child. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Especially, you know, when you want to do something well and you, you know, if you're anything like me, you're tinkering way longer than you should or you're editing way longer than you should. Um, but, you know, it's, it's when you're passionate about it, it, it's, you know, that's what happens, right? So Hatchet was part of it last year and they're helping this year too. So that was kind of like the, the next step. <laughs> This is actually the first year. So they're a publisher. They sell yeah, books to all across. Yeah. yeah. So this is, we just this year is the first time they're distributing it and manufacturing it. So we're here behind the scenes. Awesome. We still help with all this social media, all of the things that we want to connect still with all of our customers. We want to keep the giving going, but they just kind of took that piece off of our plate, which opened up so many opportunities for us with more time for our families, for the business, for giving. We, we're so grateful for that opportunity. That's awesome. It's awesome. So when I bought it last year, you know, I was Googling it and I bought it. And then when I was um, 
searching for you guys this year, um, preparing for this conversation, there were so many more hits. And I'm like, I think they must have expanded somewhere because it seems like the word is out, <laughs> which is great. Uh, that comes from Michette, and we're so grateful. They have so many contacts that we don't have. We're just two moms yeah. Yeah. doing our best. And they just really, could, we knew they'd be able to spread it more than we ever could. And that was always our goal, to get this in as many homes as we could across the country and have that many people doing kind deeds. So last year alone, I think we were in the, we calculated if every piece of straw from every giving manger out there was used, we were in 3 million acts of kindness being done in one Christmas Gosh. season. Which that is us, so, I have goosebumps. That is so cool. <laughs> that's what it's all about. That's why we did it. We love it. We get the videos we get of little, like just yesterday, a cute little girl who was opening as many doors as she could for somebody in that day. And it's her opening this door for this older gentleman. And just, I tear up every time. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all worth it. This is why we did it. That is so cool. You know, and that leads me into my next question. So obviously I follow you guys on Instagram and I'm on your email list, but what are some of the cool stories that you like, do you guys maybe have like one or two you could share over the years of families, like really getting the most out of um, the giving manger? So the amazing thing is, is that we get examples that are small things going on in families to really big things that have happened. So one of my favorite big ones that we'll start with was last year, there was a gentleman named Jack and Jack lost his wife and was really struggling in the holiday season. And we heard about it from someone who follows us on the giving manger, really great friend that became ours through social media. Anyway, she's like, just clued us into, Hey guys, Jack's struggling. So we rallied our social media following anyone that's on our email list. And we said, let's see how many letters we can send to Jack. Just saying, thinking of you, hope you have a great Christmas kind of yeah. a thing. Thousands of letters poured into Jack's email. I mean, into his mailbox, physical letters. So it's the littlest thing of people taking the time to write something and then go and drop it into the mail. And then he received it. I mean, his whole like a year was changed, but I think probably the rest of his life was changed seeing yeah. how many people oh have God. showed him love. And that's what I love the most that sometimes people think with the gay major has to be these big things or service mm -hmm. has to be big. It's the little things. It is writing a letter. Like last week, we encouraged people to wave to people because they can't see yeah. us with our masks. So just wave. It's like these little tiny things that add up to show people that they matter, that somebody sees them, that there's love out there. Um, that's what we love the most. So that's probably one of my very favorite things, just seeing the impact it was on Jack's mm -hmm. life. So please, do you have anything you want to add? I mean, one of the, just the small things that is really fun when we do post, um, things that our customers do on social media is like, you see this wave of people doing something similar. Cause they, they, they're like, wow, like I would never think to do that. And this is a small one as well, but they just put like a few bottled waters and snacks on their porch for their UPS driver during so nice. the season, because these guys are working such long hours away from their families to deliver packages to us. And just like a little note that's like, thank you. Cause people just love to be seen like you said, Allison, and recognize like that for working hard and then people were doing it all over the country, just putting these little, just little snack bags and things like that. But you see how like one person's thought can spread yeah. so quickly and 
you just never know what you'll do because we've all been in that position when someone does something small for you that just completely changes your day because you don't know what the person sitting next to you or driving behind you is going through because everybody's struggling with something there, especially now. I mean, I felt this way before, but there is not a single person that doesn't have something that is keeping them up at night. And so to have the ability to like, just maybe make some change in someone's day. I mean, that is so powerful. And yes. that's why we feel like it's so important when you do it with your kids at such a young age to get them to think outside of themselves. And that's why, you know, you hope that as you do this tradition year after year, one thing, like you said, that's nice. Now that my son is 13 and a lot of things have kind of gone by the wayside, this is tradition. We still keep get we get to carry on and it, it doesn't go away because it's yeah. real. And, yes. um, and he's the one that takes initiative more so now than me having to tell him what to do. And I think that ultimately was our end goal with yeah. why we did this in the beginning. And even him just recognizing what something, a kind gesture is of me picking up his stuff for him and him saying, mom, you should put a piece of straw in the manger. That was really sweet. That is so sweet. You know, and that it's like that all those, it's like all that each step and each thing you do with your kids over time, you know, to let them see outside themselves and see other people. And I think it just helps them develop into just really lovely people. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, you know, you guys are making me think of a couple of things. Number one, I love that this, you know, there's a, there, there's, there, a two year old can't do these grand gestures. Right. But you know, they know what it's like when uh, they, they take their sister's plate from the table and, and bring it over and put it by the sink. Um, but you know, and your son's 13 and, and when you make these kinds of things, I think tradition in your family it adds up over time. It's like you get double every year that you do it. And so, you know, those little things that that two-year-old's doing become big things, you know, um, when they're seven, eight, nine, ten, which is so cool. And the other thing you guys have me thinking about is just like 2020, you know, I just feel like <laughs> you're both shaking your heads. <laughs> it's just been the weirdest year, the most uncertain year, the um, people are grumpy and you're like, yes, I know why you're grumpy. And you know, like, I get it. And it's just to do something like this, like the whole waving thing or um, sending letters, like, you know, so much has been taken away from us in 2020. But I think about some of these small acts of kindness and small acts of service. There's actually so much we can do. Um, in 2020, you know, I, I would like it to be a big bear hug, but it's not gonna be a big bear hug this year. But um, you know, there's like, and we can challenge our kids and our families to think about like having out, we call it outside eyes, you know, looking beyond yourself and beyond, you know, your own needs and seeing what other people need or just like a pick me up. Um, like I was thinking the other day, I, I had a friend and she said something funky and I just like, I sent her um, a free coffee on Venmo, you know, and I'm like, you know, it's like, there's just little things like that, that we can do that, you know. 2020 has not taken everything away from us. And I think mm -hmm. it's important to like, this is like such a great um, thing. And, and it, it's going to stretch families this year, I think, especially like some of the older kids who, you know, they know what it's like. They're not at school or they're not seeing their friends. And I think this is um, a really cool tool that can help families sort of think beyond, you know, 2020 and how crappy it's been, but you know, there's still a lot of good and there's still a lot of good in the world, which is awesome. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And this year, we're hearing from more people saying they want to bring their giving manger out early. They want to start giving already. So we've even started giving challenges, I mean, for the past three weeks, because we're like, oh, people are ready. People oh, are yeah. ready in October because they everybody needs a little kindness right now, like Lisa mentioned. So we are so excited to have more coming. I mean, one of our favorite ones from last year that we had a family of teenagers that were really the mom emailed us. She's like, it's not working. My giving manger is sitting here empty. What can I do? And we emailed back and we said, next week, we're doing our poinsettia challenge. Just join us for that. And what that is, and we got this idea from someone who has the giving manger in their home and sent us a picture. And it became like this wave of you just go and buy a $5 poinsettia at Walmart yes. and you go and drop it off on somebody's door. You can know them or you cannot know them. And you ring the doorbell and run. It is, you don't stay, you don't, so they walk out and there now they have on their doorstep a poinsettia, which who doesn't want to just be like, what? Somebody thought of me it's today awesome. and you don't know who. And that mom emailed us back, the mom of those teenagers. And she said, we have not had that much fun. And I don't know how long Aww. our giving manger is getting full and we're going to go and do it again tomorrow. They went and bought more poinsettias. They were like spreading them all across their community. That is so cool. That is so cool. And you know, and there's things like that, depending on how old your kids are, you can do fun things like that. That's such a great idea. Yeah. Who doesn't love opening their door and having like uh, a cool, you know, a cool gift or a special surprise. It's awesome. And the kids love nothing more than ringing the doorbell and running. It's oh, like yeah. their favorite yeah. thing. Yeah. Actually, maybe that's part of the fun is, is, is running as fast as you can. <laughs> but it can be so fun. And sometimes we like to wait and watch and like see them open the door if we can and see their reaction. I mean, then the kids get to see the joy that that small yeah. act of kindness brought to those people. So if we can, we try to stay and hide. That is so cool. I love it. I love it. And you know, um, like Lisa was saying, like there are some challenges in having an online company, but I also think the reverse is true too. There's all these people are so clever. Don't you think people online are just like, they're so clever or you see something yeah. like, I never would have thought of that. Now the next person's doing it and the next person's doing it. And it's just like, you know, not go viral, but you know, there's waves of people just, you know, kind of taking this idea and running with it. And you've never met them before. You know, they're complete strangers on the internet who are doing these things, which is so fun. That's awesome. We love it so much. Oh, you know, Allison awesome. mentioned this, but people always think that kindness has to be these grand gestures. Yeah. But it is the little, little things that you do that really make the biggest difference, especially inside your own home. Like, even if you're just cognizant of like, always saying thank you and please, or, you know what I mean? Thinking yeah. of something, thinking of like, I asked my son the other day, I was like, you know, I would really appreciate if you asked me questions sometimes, because yeah. I feel like I'm always the one asking you questions, <laughs> you know, and I want to connect with him. And he's taken that. And not all the time he's 13, but that small thing that he took in and listened to me. And now he's like, how are things going with this mom? And it's such a small gesture, but just taking that moment to ask someone a question of how they're doing, you might be the only person that asked them that today, because usually as moms, we're making sure everybody else is taken care of. Yes. hundred percent all day long. That's awesome. That's so good. Um, all right. I want to be cognizant of the time here. And so I have two questions at the end that I ask all my guests. Um, and I want you each to answer. But the first one is, what is your favorite family activity? Besides the giving manger, we'll say that's up on the top. But besides that, what's one thing that you guys like doing with your families? Uh, our very favorite thing is going to the beach. We live close to the ocean and just 
spending the entire day there together, surfing and playing paddle ball and all the things. It's just a full day family activity. So we try to get to the beach as much as we can. That's awesome. Love it. Our what about favorite you, Lisa? Going on the lake, which okay. is probably very similar. And my guess is that Allison and I probably have similar reasons for this is that there's no devices. Everybody's outside, you're on the water, you're enjoying each other's company. And if you want to, I mean, you, you, the unlimited activities, the different things you can do together, but you're just spending time together away from the TV, away from your phones, away from everything. And I think that is probably the best part of it. So just just being present for that, that portion of time. And there's no dishes to be done. There's no laundry to be done. You're just together enjoying the outdoors. So we both do live in warm places. I was going to say, yeah, you guys probably get to do that more months out of the year than we do here in Pennsylvania. But, you know, okay, it's good for you. I won't be just happy for you. I also love the beach and the lake. We, um, we recently... Uh, have gotten into lake life a little bit and it's been so fun but I mean I, the beach will always be my favorite and what I love about it is is the kids can run you know I don't feel like they're gonna knock something off the next table or they're being too loud I'm like it's a great outdoors if you don't like my loud children you can just move down the beach right just, yes this, this is how God created it we're outside move on down definitely <laughs> I love that oh and the water is like it's sort of like it kind of is like an even playing field for everybody, whether you're two or whether, you know, it's like my parents out on the boat. It's like, everyone's having fun. Everyone's together. It's doesn't matter your age or anything. It's like everyone is just enjoying themselves. So I love it. I, love it. Water. I know. And I always think of it as kind of family time too, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. So lastly, where can people get their hands on a giving manger and learn more about you guys. Um, what is the best way for my listeners to do that? Well, a couple of places that they can find the most is our Instagram. We would probably send people to first. Okay, that cool. has all sorts of giving ideas and it's just at the giving manger. Yep. Um, you can find ideas of how to give. You can find links to how to get to our website. Um, our website is just www.thegivingmanger.com. And on there you can find you just click to purchase the giving manger. It'll take you to all the places you can find it, whether you want to go in person and pick it up, order online, there's all sorts of options. Um, and there's even an about us on there and you can learn more, but we're also sharing things through email all the time. So yep. anyway, if you want to get our tips or ideas of how to give or inspiration on giving, that's a great place to join our mailing list on our website too. Yes. And I'm going to definitely recommend I'll mail my guys to you and tell them to get on the email list because sometimes you know, it's just much easier when somebody's giving you ideas. You know, it is the holidays and our moms have like a million things in our head. And so you can just open the email and be like, oh, okay, great. We'll do that today. So um, <laughs> that is an awesome idea. <laughs> I have found a lot of value from it in uh, last year and coming up this year too. So I will definitely encourage my listeners to do that. Um, thank you so much for being here. I know you guys are just gearing up for the holidays and it's a really busy time and COVID is making everything seem extra busy for, you know, whatever reason. But I so appreciate it. I so appreciate you guys being here today. No, we love thank what you're you. doing. I'm listening to your just first podcast and listening to really why you're doing this. I, I, I was doing the same thing that it sounds like you're doing. Just like, check, check, check. This is exactly what I need. This is exactly what I need to hear about. I, I do feel alone. I do. You know, I do. You know, like, I, yeah. I, I, you know, anyhow, I really, I really resonated with me. I just, 
I'm really excited. This I'm so, so I'm excited to follow your podcast. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. I'm so glad. Thanks for listening in today. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Be sure to share with us on Instagram what you liked most about the episode by tagging me at susanna.mcmonagle. And lastly, if you want more information about the 5 to 8 shift, you can check out our website, the5to8shift.com. We'll see you guys next time.